1: Thank you again for joining another amazing episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling with your host, Sylvie Gaiu. This particular episode has been recorded about a year and a half ago with local cyclist and chiropractor, Luke Mayer. Cool thing about this one, again, it is live in his chiropractic studio. So I encourage you to go to my YouTube channel to see the live version of this episode, or you can stick on here and listen to the audio. Before you do that, make sure that you subscribe to both my YouTube channel and the podcast. So you don't miss any more amazing episodes coming out on Fridays. I do a coaches. So make sure you put those notifications on. And if you could go to iTunes or Apple podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a write-up that would be super amazing we'd really appreciate it thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this episode
0: hey everyone Sylvie Dow here from Dow Train Systems and coach Sylvie and we're here today with my good friend Luke Muller who has well we have we've been working together but one of the amazing things is is that he is um, a cyclist first chiropractic second (laughs) so our background I'm just gonna get that over the way so this is our uh, cycling series uh, secrets from the saddle he's gonna give us some insights into the cycling slash going into starting a clinic and all that fun stuff so our background is two year uh, no a year ago yeah probably a year ago now he shot me out an email and he saw uh, saw me in the community absolutely yeah. and he said hey let's partner or do, yeah like <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like hey let's do something and i was like okay so i like yeah. yeah how can we work together and look at us now <laughs> so the thing is that you know well the whole point is that you should just shoot off that email because you yeah. never know where it's going to land you absolutely and I was like, okay, well, I came over here. We had a meeting. I was yeah. like, okay What do you have to offer? What am I doing? And let's see if we can like collaborate on on something and so the and the the most important thing is that he's into cycling I'm into cycling and And one of the great things is is that he has raced he has a background he's gonna share that with you but I was looking for more coaches for my cycling club and you know he was willing to sponsor our club in return for his time which was amazing yeah. and um, our ladies absolutely love it so my club is cycle fit chicks it's a woman's only cycling road cycling club here in the Ottawa Gatineau region and Luke is one of our token only male <laughs> only male in <laughs> coaches yep. who uh, work closely with some of our ladies. So, all right, so Luke, this is your turn, and uh, he's going to give us a background as to where he started with his cycling uh, career, or yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. is a career. loose
2: term for not something you never paid me
0: for. <laughs> hey, does it ever pay us? Yeah. We just like to go out there and hammer the road and... and uh, pay the know. experience and friendship. Yeah, that's right, because yeah. look where it leads us. That's right. Yeah. It, takes, it could take us down really cool different roads of opportunity. So... Tell us about how yeah. you got into cycling, like and then.
2: Totally. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Huntsville, Ontario, and there really isn't much else to do there except play hockey in, in the winter uh, and in the summer. Um, but Were somehow, you into hockey? oh yeah, I would say hockey was my first love, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's still it's still a sport I really enjoy. But I think I just I really enjoyed the competitive part of it. But um, yeah, somehow I, I, I got into mountain biking. I can't even really remember how that's was it. Dark friend. Uh, it was a friend, a uh, friend not, yeah. not, 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 not one that uh, connected all of the dots, but, but a, a friend on a hockey team who was mountain biking in the summer, uh, his name was Max, and uh, I started riding a little bit and we went to my first Ontario Cup race oh, together great. with him and his parents and I got absolutely destroyed, I came second last and had a really good time, which was the most important part. <laughs> that is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. Have yeah.
0: you ever gotten into road racing? You've probably been destroyed at least one or two times. Absolutely. If you keep coming back, that's the sign
2: (laughs) you continue. Yeah, that's right. It's for you. You keep coming back to the (laughs) well. And and one thing led to another, and my mom has always been uh, insanely supportive of anything that me and my brother just sink our teeth into. She'll help us figure it out. Uh, and so she continued to do that, which was incredible. She brought me to my first uh, group ride uh, at Algonquin Outfitters in Huntsville and basically she asked, like, hey, can can my kid come ride with you guys? And they are like, Well, it's not a babysitting service. Uh, so, <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I was like 10, 11, something like that. Oh wow. And so she's well like, that's right, young. I'll come. <laughs> and oh, no. so, so she showed up. Uh, we we did the Thursday or Tuesday night ride and uh she kept getting dropped and we kept waiting for her. <laughs> and so halfway through the ride she showed up.
0: That's and, and, <laughs> and yeah,
2: it's a no drop ride, right? So uh so we waited and halfway through the they had this mutual agreement that like, he's okay, you can go home and she's like, Thank you. So <laughs> So, so she Way went to make home. your point. Yeah, and uh and he's the babysitting <laughs> service was was me towing them home. Um, <laughs>
0: Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so
2: that's kind of how it snowballed. Uh, and then Algonquin Outfitters, uh, a guy named Rob Eddenstone, who's still a good friend of mine to this day, uh, got me my first job as a mechanic there, my first sponsorship, because I was mountain biking a lot in high school. Uh, and so I started racing mountain biking. So sad
0: when you transition from hockey to like... Well,
2: so I still play hockey. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, over yeah, the like, winter. Yeah. And, as
0: soon uh, as April start. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I had speeds. a couple
2: decisions to make a few times where I was like, <laughs> I'm just... A better cyclist than a hockey player. I'm <laughs> extremely mediocre at hockey, slightly less mediocre at cycling. So <laughs> so way so, more fun outside. Yeah, so so I focused my energy into cycling. Uh, I was on my trainer year round. Uh, so there was some some winter days like today where it'd be a Sunday, we'd have a game, I'd do two hours in the morning, play my hockey game, come home and do three hours in the evening. Um, and so, yeah, that was lots of fun, uh, again, my mom being (laughs) super supportive, (laughs) let me keep my bike on my trainer in the living room, uh, yeah, so, so that I could connect the dots, and it it just kind of really snowballed from there, uh, I came to school, uh, at Ottawa U for Human Kinetics, um, my cycling coach at the time, Nick Vipond, who's still a very active member of the community, yeah, so, fun fact about Nick and I, I'm his first athlete. <laughs> he was hey, my, he was my first coach. <laughs> um yeah, so so we connected the dots that way. He he was already here doing his masters at Auto U in sports psych. Uh, he showed me around. I fell in love with the city, fell in love with the cycling community. Mm-hmm. He even helped me get a job at, at the cyclery down the road here. Um, and so in the summers I was turning a wrench there and uh, and riding and, and riding racing. the tongue, Yeah, and I was, I was actually running at Ottawa U at the time and came back to the cyclery And everyone was telling their war stories from racing and i was like man i miss racing my bike so i started racing the crits and got back into road riding and uh turned that into uh racing at a pretty high level on the road too so uh yeah it was just a great experience and uh, so cycling for me has been a lot of fun on the competitive side an amazing adventure but it's also given me some of my best friendships uh and my best experiences so uh yeah I still to this day one of the amazing things about ottawa and the reason i came back seven years after leaving in 2010 uh was because of the cycling community yeah it's just uh, it's special a special community and a special place to ride a bike
0: there's a lot of great people here that's for sure yeah
2: yeah and so the cyclery actually ties into my professional career because as i was turning a wrench there uh one of the mechanics named kiwi mike he started Yeah. yeah, yeah. He oh, started Mike. asking me what I was going to do with my life. Everyone's, 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 everyone's <laughs> That's favorite the question. question. Yeah, when you don't have an answer, and I was like, I don't know, man. When you finish school. Stop, yeah, stop bugging me. And he's like, <laughs> you should shadow my buddy Dwayne. Uh, and so Dr. Dwayne Smith, who's still of town, yeah.
0: You shadow Dwayne, okay? Yeah, I know for Dwayne for too. a full year. Uh,
2: and Dwayne showed me uh, a side of chiropractic that I hadn't seen in Huntsville. It was just kind of the wham-bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like lay down, get adjusted, see you later. And Dwayne was doing uh, much more involved treatments, working with athletes, uh, had a great work-life balance. Um, and I was just like, man, this, this is for me. Yeah. Uh, and so thanks Dwayne. I still try and send him my student loan bills, but he doesn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And, and so, nice. so that snowballed into my career, I guess, yeah. really. So cycling and, 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 and my chiro side of things have always been intertwined. Um, and part of starting this clinic was to keep that going. You know, we, we wanted to treat, uh athletic people uh and both Garrett and myself Garrett who's been here for since day 1 uh, come from an athletic background, and so it's yeah. just kind of snowballed that way. That's the communities we're involved with, yeah. uh, professionally and for fun. So Yeah, yeah. so I have we're to tell you out. a little
0: story. So in that, when, when Luke reached out to me and I came over for a meeting, and then I came over again for a second meeting, yeah. and at that time I was in some serious pain, and I had my experience with kairos was the wham bam thank you a five minute yeah. adjustment we'll see you in like two days um that was my experience but i was i had gone on a month-long trip and my shoulder this one was so messed up i couldn't even carry my purse so ladies <laughs> you know what that means like i couldn't carry yeah. even hold anything i and i just like I was like, Luke, do you think you would have time to, like, just do some adjustments on me? Like, I'm just dying here. Yeah. And he spent 45 minutes, which I was totally surprised, at least, yeah. at least 30. yeah. And within one, I came back again, my shoulder, I will, I, I kid you not, was totally fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and i brag about it all the time when i introduced luke i said you you if you got pain he's going to take care of it he's not going to create he's not going to create a lifelong you know, client that's yeah. going to come in and i love i think that it's kind of your right get them back on the our, road yes. kind of thing our
2: goal is to empower patients to take control of their mm. health and In my opinion empowerment happens when we give you the tools to take care of yourself so sometimes that means you got to come see us uh a little more regularly at the beginning but we're going to give you things that you can should and will do outside of this office uh and that's going to keep you healthy for the most part on the road that require help from a friend aka us uh but for the most part we want to give you the tools that you can apply in your life because so much of avoiding uh, chronic pain is just doing the right things. I know, and yeah. I
0: was saying like I know people who live in chronic pain because yeah. they either don't want to or they're afraid and I'm like I'm not going to be one of these people. Sure. This is serious chronic pain. Like I was like it was unbelievable all the time as uh, sleeping and it and it it was starting to seriously disrupt that part of my life like people forget what
2: normal feels like right? yeah
0: and i'm like no way and i'm glad you know and i'm glad that you know that we met and i you know i i had to leave a faith like oh just help me out because my massage therapist wasn't it it wasn't it wasn't working and uh, anyway so i am forever grateful for that Thank you. And I'm still perfect. I think I should probably <laughs> have some other adjustments today that need to happen. Yeah. But yeah. the shoulder thing, totally gone. Totally. good. Totally. Um, all right. Yeah. So the, the background now. Um, so when did you start deciding that you want to actually open your own clinic? Because a lot of people go in. So yeah. I came out of
2: school and that's what I did. I, I associated for a couple different clinics uh I, honestly I, I like a lot of my colleagues had the goal of starting their own business mm-hmm. and that was never really on my radar like uh it just kind of happened I guess is the best way to put it uh I ended up in uh in a clinic where it, it just didn't make sense like I was telling you the only good thing that ha- came out of it was <laughs> but actually the only other good thing that came out of it was I started uh I started my own clinic. It, we, we, we parted ways, and I started my own clinic when I was living in the U.S. But that was
0: a okay. Just a second. Bottom. How did you get to the U.S. <laughs> I get to the US, second I to we just skipped school. like a. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you were okay. Mike was bugging you about what you're gonna do with, about your future. You yeah. Finished yeah. at Ottawa U. Correct. And then. And then
2: I uh, went to Cairo School in the U.S. Not oh yeah. No. so work.
0: Then you were with Dwayne.
2: Yeah. But that was, part of of you. that was part of an internship. Okay, that was yeah. for
0: the clinic, uh, kinesiology. Correct. Graduated in 2010, 2010, September. He inspired you.
2: Yes. Okay. I went to Cairo school, started the three and a half year process of becoming Cairo. Um, yeah, and then after that, worked and lived in the U.S. for four years. And most of the time there, I was working for someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started a small part-time clinic on my own, which was... Uh, On the side, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I disc- disclosed it to my employers, and, and they were they were good with it. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of got me my feet wet into the whole running your own clinic thing. But uh, then I moved back here, and this is a much bigger operation than running a clinic out of your basement. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit good. of financial yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: investment, I would say, for
2: sure, for sure. <laughs> and part of part of starting here was. Uh, Mike Woods and I were chatting about the whole process. When he gets hurt, he becomes a professional rehabber, which is great, because then he can see uh, a thousand different practitioners a week and get himself back into tip-top shape as quick as possible. When we get hurt, we can't become professional rehabbers uh because we still have work to do. right? Yes. So you yeah, can't yeah. go to six different appointments a day because you still have that nine to five, mm-hmm. uh you still have commitments with your kids, you still have all these other things. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to streamline a process where we could take the best things that every part every kind of ancillary profession does well. So uh whether it's rehab, adjustments, hands on work and kind of combine it into a streamlined process so that you still have your time but you get better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And that and so how did you find your partner,
2: Garrett? Yeah, uh, Garrett and I ran together at Otto U. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: so was he in the kin program too? He was,
2: yeah. And so actually, funnily enough, when we opened the, the clinic, he showed up with a, a paper that him and I wrote <laughs> from 2010. <laughs> that for no, sorry, 2009. That for some reason his parents still had. It wasn't even a very good one. Like we got a B, solid B on it. Um, but he had it, so yeah. So we actually we ran together at Ottawa U. We took a class together, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's how turned ah, out. He's man. like, yeah.
0: "Hey, I hear Luke's in town. I'll <laughs> yeah. come over and say hi." Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so yeah. So it's been it's been great. Uh, it's awesome having mm-hmm. other practitioners here. We can bounce ideas off each other, learn from each other. Mm. Did uh,
0: you start this by yourself at yeah, the beginning? Yeah.
2: Oh. Well, so Garrett Garrett's been here since day one. So kind of not really. i don't know okay. like it's a, a community effort for sure uh-huh. um yeah yeah
0: cool nice now i have asked luke to give some advice because there's always <laughs> like in the service industry like massage physio chiro all those um who you know have the dream either to work for somebody or break out on their own or break out on their own straight away yeah what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's uh, who's uh, thinking about that?
2: So I don't have a straight yes or no answer whether you should start your own business or not. Uh, but I've got a yes or no answer about taking risk, and I think that you should absolutely take risk, especially if you're young. Um, but I don't even think that really matters age so much. But if you mm-hmm. don't have like if you're coming straight out of school and you don't have dependents and you don't have uh, anything else. Accept a dream and uh, and a goal. Take risk. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna learn a lot, and it's not gonna work out. Well, at least you've learned a lot as opposed to having never done it. Yeah. Um, I, I hear that often. People at the end of their lives regret not taking risk, and so mm-hmm. I'd rather live a life uh, where we took risks and took chances, and hopefully it works out. Uh, so I would say take that chance, whether it's a clinic that you're not. Uh, That 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 kind of pushes boundaries and it's not yours, or whether it's your own dream and and you're pushing boundaries and and learning lots, Um, but with a grain of salt, right? So working for someone's great, but it's only great if they're going to mentor you. Um, I would say if if you're part of
0: the package. Yeah, if
2: you're going to work for someone, uh, find 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 someone that you can that you can learn from, that you can learn with, that you can grow with. Uh, If they're not interested in doing any of that, then. I'm not too sure what the point is oh, in yeah. the service industry, but,
0: anyways. The environment wouldn't be a conducive one to. Yeah, that. it wouldn't
2: be great. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, but start with your why. Like know your why. There's a great book called Simon Sinek. Start with yeah. why, uh, and I think that know if you why. use that as your compass, you will be able to kind of figure out where where life should take you. Um, Vince, who runs the psychory, we were chatting about something the other day, and he was mentioning that. If you build a mission statement and use that as a compass, especially in business or Mm -hmm. running a club Mm -hmm. or something like that, uh, then you know whether you should take that chance or you should take that opportunity or which direction to lead your business in. So I thought that was great advice. Um, That's great advice. And he's done it for a couple decades now. uh, So he knows what he's talking about. Um, So again, uh, and I don't think mentors necessarily have to come in the form of a boss. I think that you can... Uh, find people around you that have done something successfully and there's always something to learn from them mm-hmm. um, so I think you just have to be willing to listen yeah
0: oh my god being coachable too yeah like seriously yeah. Um, and so I don't uh, know if that really answers that question no <laughs> I, well I think I think so because I've owned my own business too and I didn't I can't say like this was back 15 years ago. Right. And, um, now I understand the why concept of like business and passion. And if you want to do something, you should have, like you said, a mission statement or even like your, why should be on paper and that should be your blueprint and your path, like your decisions going forward. Does it make sense? Is it going to drive you towards your, why you are doing this? Or is it going to take you away? Um, I think at at the time when I had my business, it was survival (laughs) because, and I only say that because I I went in with two partners. So there's three of us in a spin studio. One was a massage therapist. One was a personal trainer and I did spin and within three months, it was just me. Right. So I, you know, instead of like having... Three-way payments. It's kind of like getting divorced with your, you know, like, you know, you have like instead of like two people, it's like you got three and now you're stuck, you know, like you're paying everything instead of like a third. Anyways, but um, so I had to diversify really, really, really quickly to pay rent. Right. And Which I think it, for me it was ordinary, just survival. Which a great
2: skill to learn though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I survived Stressful. five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I br- Through a divorce? Most most businesses don't last.
0: uh, Yeah, so so I had no more massage. I had no more personal training. I just had to take spin classes. And back 15 years ago, there wasn't a lot of spin classes, thankfully. Today, they're just like (laughs) coffee shops and yoga studios. But, um, you know, what could I bring into my clinic that's going to make more money? And um, so that probably, um, before we hit the last part, is. And while we're on the topic of your clinic sure. is the different services that you provide in here yeah so since he's into cycling yeah yes. uh, so, specialties in here.
2: yeah so uh, obviously we cover the injury treatment side of things as we've talked about uh, we look at it from a movement based approach so we want to goes a long way in uh, sustainable results, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the hands-on stuff can make you feel better for a short amount of time, making you move better can make you feel better for uh, a longer period of time um But then uh, that's kind of the rehab side of things. We also have a bit more of a performance piece where we do bike fits using uh, a specialized piece of technology out of Spain that does all the hard math for us, which is great because math gives me anxiety. Um, so, <laughs> I think it everybody so so it reads <laughs> it reads all of the angles from. Shoulder, what is that? hip. and is that a, a
0: certain software?
2: Yeah, so it's called the uh, STT Systems is the oh, company. Okay. Um, their software has a specific name, but uh, they're the kind of umbrella company. Uh, they've got a camera, a light, and uh, a software system on the computer that we've got that reads all of it. So that's the scientific side. Then we use the Uh, I like to call the art side of things where we listen to what are you trying to do as a cyclist? So are you performance oriented? Are you looking to cruise all day? Like what are your goals? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. as an injury history or maybe even a current existing injury, um, because that all matters, yeah. So we can optimize all of the angles, but if that makes no sense because your knee or your hip or whatever is bugging you, then you know, the hard data only goes so far. So we, we uh, pride ourselves on listening. Uh, and then another performance, uh, bit that we offer Garrett does gate analysis. So very similar to a bike fit, but more applicable to the running community. Great. Uh, we look at how you run, what you do well, what you do not so well and what we can do to optimize
0: <laughs> it. Um, I've seen people run. I'm like, Whoa, they could use a little bit of yeah, it's, 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 uh, not that I'm perfect, but, no one's perfect, that's, it's so, it's so interesting,
2: because it's one of those things that we basically learn innately, right, that like pretty much everybody learns how to run as a kid, but yeah. if you go on the canal on a sunny, uh, June afternoon, you're gonna see a thousand runners and 999 different ways to do it, uh, so, so it's a fascinating, uh, as a Cairo nerd, it's a fascinating study in human movement, I guess. Yeah. About that. A yeah. putting too much uh, energy. Already. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also <laughs> offer uh, massage therapy uh, through uh, Catherine Cochran. So, yeah. And, uh, is there somebody else? And Sam uh, mm-hmm. Worskett also does applied uh, movement neurology. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. right. So, all of it based in movement, based in optimizing the way you move, but a couple of different approaches and a couple of different yeah. handles
0: on that. I feel that. like there's that's stuff about. here yeah thanks yeah. we're
2: biased but we like it <laughs>
0: yeah. I recommend yeah. it yeah. Yeah. help Thank me you. Thank you. Um. alright so now before we get on to the last question yeah. the cycling community now he's already helping cycle fit chicks with our coaching and I certainly hope I haven't sent the message about 2020 season <laughs> so I hope you're still coming yeah. out for that yeah and, uh, but you've been working with other teen or like yeah, youth development programs? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. So, first
2: of all, CycleFit Chicks, uh, what an amazing job you've done. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think it's, it's such an important club in this community uh, because of the way it helps women learn to become uh, more proficient, comfortable, and uh, just have more fun with cycling, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point in doing this sport if it's not fun? No one's calling me to go pro anytime soon, so it's, it's, it's got to be fun, yeah. and to be fun, you, you know, being safe and, and doing it uh, in a group where you learn how to take turns and share the wind and all that kind of stuff, that's just, it's so important, so... Uh, I think w- what you're doing for, for women in Ottawa is huge and I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I get I think I get more out of it on Mondays than, than they get out of me, which maybe um, <laughs> maybe I need to help trade off. But uh, yeah, you can just give you full yeah. It's run of the- <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Like I, I just enjoy being there. Um and to that end, like I'm at the uh, at the point in my cycling kind of I don't mm. know, uh, journey I guess where I want to continue to give back. Like I said, cycling gave me a lot of my friends and a lot of my experiences. So if we can pass that to the next uh, crop of kids come along, then I think I'll have done my job. Uh, so I've been lucky enough, one of my good friends is uh, Sean Clark, and he was uh, working with OBC for a few years. And on the wall behind us, we've got the the teams oh, that we yeah. took to Abitibi up in Quebec. So. Uh, I was up there as the wrench slash body mechanic.
0: Hey, <laughs> um, I want one of those jack of all trades. Yeah, <laughs> we so. need to get some serious competition in the in the in the club to bring our own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on. So we're planning on uh,
2: planning on going back this year uh, as well for year four. Uh, it's just a fun fun race. There's, mm-hmm. It's an international crop of kids that come up there. So. Our local kids get to experience what it's like to race against the best uh, 17, 18 year olds in the world, basically. Um, And we just have a lot of fun up there. and then uh, involved a little bit with the Ride with Rendell development team, which is another cool mountain bike team in town. Oh, cool. Really pushing uh, some kids along. They had two kids go to Worlds last year from Ottawa, which not enough people know about and not enough people. Really? Uh, I didn't care. Yeah, so it's their first, this will be their second year. Uh-huh. First year, they sent two kids to Worlds. They had uh, probably, uh, sorry, Rob and Glenn, I don't know the numbers off my top of my head, but like eight to 10 kids in their program.
0: That's a big number for yeah. first year.
2: Learning, getting faster. that's um, all
0: the kids of the riders, no doubt. Yeah, there's all a the few. There's
2: a few, although children uh, coming in up in through their the ranks. They're just they're just really fast, skilled kids and uh more importantly they're really good humans. So uh wow. I, mean, I think that matters. I was lucky enough to go uh go ride with them at a at a camp in the Catskills in the spring and uh, they just kind of pulled me around.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is that they have great, it's nice to have great support when I have an experience bringing a, a youth group, but when I was managing uh, the woman's master's team, it's, it's so fun to yeah. have like, you know, a group supporting and uh, I can't imagine like being for, with the kids, you know, like it's a different kind of support, obviously. Yeah. As adults, we can take care of ourselves, but <laughs> like the kids so. need a little bit more help, I'm bit, sure. And and, uh, yeah. and having a good group of adults who are very experienced is, yeah. is going to help a lot. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, so we're looking to, to build on that. Um, there's also an interesting kind of, I don't know if gap's the right word, but uh, like yeah, gap in the development pathway. Mm. There's a lot of kids that are really kids, they're like young adults at this point. They're in their young 20s, but they've missed the junior pathway. And so oh. they're new to cycling. They've been riding for a year or two, and they've decided they uh, they want to race, right? So they've gotten really fit, they've trained, but they have zero race experience. Uh, and there's a little bit of the blind in the blind, where it'll be like, uh, you know, a, a friend of theirs has raced three times, so what should I do? Uh, and he's got an idea, she's got an idea, but not a great idea. So we're working on some strategies to help uh those people get better oh, and, and transition to, to higher level teams like the ride with Rundle Elite team on the men's side or the Cyclery Women's team on the on the women's side. Uh, but first they've got to acquire some race skills, skills because it doesn't mean a whole lot yeah. how many watts you can put out if 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 it's irrelevant. Well, it becomes yeah. irrelevant in a race if. You know, it does, because you're smarter. actually more dangerous than anything. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, yeah. You're just a fit hazard. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: You're awesome, you're fast, but, yeah. like, you're going to take everybody out. Yeah. And I know that there's not just... That's an interesting gap that you're talking about, because the other one is where 13 to 15 is probably another one where there's um, the, either, like, there's youth clubs that only take kids up to that age and then they're like they have to find something else afterwards and that's why they're lost too and that's where um i'm looking at a project to fill that gap oh cool but but um and to what luke was saying you know i've I've heard this before is that you could be a a drop dead fast fast athlete but if you have no skills it's kind of you know like you it's like you got no skills like it doesn't well, matter how fast cycling's pretty
2: sense because yeah. it's important to be in shape but often the strongest athlete isn't the one that wins right like, right uh,
0: it's the smart ones yeah, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and yeah. skills go a long way and to acquire those skills you need a good coach yep. and you need race experience but like the thing is 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 getting that experience because totally.
2: And how can we accelerate it, right? Because you can show up and race and mess it up and learn. But it's easier to learn when someone's telling you, Hey, we saw you do this, you know, that, that was okay, but try this next time and then yeah. instead of figuring that five races at uh, five races down the line, you figured it out one race down yeah. the line.
0: Yeah. So. Are they doing summer camps for those guys to uh, kind of ride together and get Yeah, games? so we're working
2: on uh, well through like the Tuesday night crit series and that kind of stuff. Okay, nothing uh, earlier than that. Getting some coaching going. Not yet because that would require having to travel somewhere. So some all these guys... Exactly. <laughs> Send the girls to me. I'm going yeah, to Virginia yeah, at go. the end
0: of March. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be... Well, it probably wouldn't be a good experience because... <laughs> no, no, not, not that's it. But if you're going to... It's not a training race camp. Right. You're just going to... Totally different. We're marks. just going to do yeah. mile, miles. You need to really be surrounded by other racers yeah. to give you the cues and practice certain right. things. We're not going right. to be doing that. Yeah, so.
2: yeah. But. I mean, that's a good uh, a good lesson for anyone They, you know, the they, whoever they is, say that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most mm-hmm. time with, so associating with people that, that push you to be better and hold you to mm-hmm. a uh, a high standard yeah. is it's pretty important whether it's cycling, life, business, yeah, yeah, friendship. For sure. Your dog.
0: Your dog. Oh. <laughs> if you could see Rue. Yeah. There's the clinic dog. Yeah. So you have to like dogs. Employ
2: employee of the month twenty six months <laughs> in a row.
0: Um, okay, so the last bit is you know what's in store for the future for you it could be about the clinic it could yeah. be about some cool projects yeah that are coming down the pipe because I love projects projects but, yeah for sure especially uh-huh. if they're cycling related <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah. what uh, what do you see like you know when you're sitting here and you know it's slow what are you working on too like there's got to be like
2: yeah uh, there's a few things also one helping out with local cycling stuff uh has been and will continue to be important to me um uh the projects we just talked about uh will continue to push and uh iron out and define more because that was a pretty vague loose mm-hmm. description so far but which
0: one in here no or the, just like the, 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 the like, like, Rendell stuff
2: well the Rendell stuff is set in stone that stuff's right. established mountain bike program is really good but more so the like the kids that are just past junior, but don't have all right Oh a home. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so we're still working on on finding finding that home and creating that pathway and mm-hmm. uh, creating the resources. That's uh, mostly through Sean Clark and then some help with the other other uh, coaches and mentors in the area. Um, for the clinic, uh, we're looking to continue to grow in terms of patient base uh, and and reach. Um, but uh, we also plan in the next few years in kind of developing more of uh, a training center, essentially, um, in the endurance community. Uh, we think that there is a need, especially in the winter, to have a safe place to come do things like uh, group interval sessions and things like that. We're lucky enough to have Mild the Marathon, uh, an amazing running community uh, train out of here. Um, So we'd like to have a better kind of clubhouse for them and then have a place to do some indoor training cycling sessions uh, Specific to cycling because the spin culture is great uh, But it doesn't necessarily translate super well into road fitness or or mountain bike fitness Uh, So something a little more tailored to that in terms of interval workouts You can come do with with buddies uh, and then have the similar thing on the running side of of Things so that would be a bigger bigger kind of training center Uh, Yeah that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the goal. That's the... So here's the a question. Shot goal ...that we're going to work back to. That's
0: cool. I yeah. like that. Because maybe I'll just share with you. Not on this podcast, <laughs> but off bait? the air.
2: That's some clickbait right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. It's always nice to know what other people are doing. Because, yeah. you know, maybe just based on what I'm doing, that there is some collaboration that could happen. So my question is, um, when you're talking about intervals... Is this free and clear of Swift? Is this going to be like, like on your bike? Correct. Like, Uh, really.
2: Swift is a really cool training tool, um, (laughs) and and it makes winter training a lot more uh, tolerable, doable. Uh, make you make makes you faster through for the spring. And they do a pretty good job of community because you can talk to other people around Mm -hmm. the world, but it's still not the same as doing a hard workout and high-fiving your buddy, uh, being in the same room, chatting about the experience, and and living that experience together, right? Like, there's a reason, uh, just like anyone can buy Zwift and go home and train, anyone can buy enough gym equipment to create a home gym, and as long as you have the room, you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a reason gyms still exist, and it's for that community feel, that that kind of... Get out of your uh, house. Yeah, get out of your house, go have... Uh, a workout with friends, or not even with friends, but around other people that have you. So um, that would be the goal. I think community is huge. It's it's a a big driver for me. Um, And I think that shared experiences is what makes sport uh, something that we like to do together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you should know that I'm doing something like that (laughs) at Decathlon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Once, like, it's Sunday mornings, but you have to work around the schedule, so that's... Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: well, cyclists love to joke that Sunday mornings is when they go to church, right? But our church is on our bike and we just That's right.
0: Up. <laughs> <Woo>.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So cool. Do you have anything? We're, we're, I don't even know where, how long it's gone for. Um, now, do you have anything that you want? To uh, man. Words, of
2: wisdom. Words of wisdom, I don't know if I've got much of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I guess like, there's always a couple themes that seem to come up on like a monthly or quarterly basis. Uh, and one of the big ones that, th- that has come up a lot lately, I think is uh, is failure and, and people are always afraid to fail, right? But mm. uh, like I see it with uh, one of my patients in particular who comes to mind, uh, who comes to the mountain marathon stuff, He's one of the slower people there, but he comes there and he pushes himself because he's around people that are that are faster than him. Mm-hmm. And he's not afraid to be that slowest person there. And slowly but surely, he's becoming yeah. not the slowest oh, for person sure. there. Right? So, uh, really cool. Uh, I think that we're too afraid to fail. And I think that that's where uh, you just learn so much. Um, and so we just need to do a better job teaching people and teaching ourselves that failure is okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. You learn a lot from failure. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You should never be afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but what do we talk right? Like, you get, a, you
2: get an F in school and you get wrapped on the knuckles because you fail.
0: Yeah. You or you work you really hard, hard not to fail, yeah. right? Like, you don't, you don't, you want to just prove everybody right. Yeah. My uh, thing is like failure of success.
2: Yeah. You just keep failing forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm
0: afraid of being successful. But that's another true failure. Sure. True. Um. Uh. Not. Um, it's not a, f- a fear. Fear. Yeah. True fear. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's the top one on my head. Don't be mm-hmm. afraid to fail.
0: Push yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a risk. Yeah. Come see come where to you Luke. end up. <laughs> <sure> you <laughs> yeah, come all see you fixed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fixed yeah. up. All right. We're gonna do a little quick, like just a little. Oops. Tour of yeah of the clinic and then we're going to uh wrap it up. But yep. I wanna thank you so much thank for um, sitting here and, and uh, through this interview and I hope you guys you know grab some good nuggets from what we we're talking about and um, if you're here in in he's actually in the Glebe. So Fourth Avenue. Yep Fourth yep. Avenue, Fourth and Bank. Yeah. Um just look down the street, you'll see a sign.
2: We like to joke that we're the balance, right? The wine bar is on the one end, the yoga studio is on the other end, and we're the balance in the middle.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Is the wine bar nice? Yeah, yeah. it nice. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And dangerous. all yoga. And then you
0: got the wild oat down the street, Correct. which is very dangerous. Yeah. The best croissants in Ottawa. I know that food. owner as well. Yeah. Um, so thanks a lot, guys. So it's Luke Muller of the Movement Company, and I put the link above if you want to check out his website. And don't forget to subscribe for the next one for our weekly uh, cycling interview series, Secrets from the Saddle. Thanks a lot. So we'll just do a quick pan. We'll say hi to roof <laughs> the dog. All right, you guys ready? Okay, so this is at the end. Okay, don't blank, you guys. There's the dog. Roo! <laughs> Hes like, totally in much. sleep mode and there, there's a front and that's where the bike fit happens and uh, there's some other clinics down, other rooms downstairs. Yeah, sure. So nice. so thank you very much for joining us today. I hope you have an amazing week and don't forget to share and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the secrets from the saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review. If you feel so moved to do so, I would love to hear your feedback.